What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Leader Johnson. I'm here. Follow the Leader Sports Podcast. This is back. And once again, man, I, we did a lot of things this year. You know, took it to the next level. I've really been on this next level thing real hard. So, you know, trying to get things, different deals in the works. Just trying to get it rocking. But Villanova Radio is here, baby. We got to go to Villanova. Villanova is popping big right now. Football and basketball looks great. Uh, softball, shout out to Coach Bridget Orchard. She is the bomb. Got this team on another level. And if you look at the baseball team, man, you really got to look at the evolution of things in Villanova. Uh, 90% graduation class. Big time, baby. Big time. You know, because sports is 90% mental. So you have to be a little bit understanding of how the game is played in sports. Because you got to think. All, all that physical talent comes from God. And it also gives you a brain. So if you can't operate that from the mental aspect, guess what? You're lost. You know, the brain tells you to work. Your brain tells you to dunk the ball, smash the ball, how to win, how to really get things going. So let's talk about Nova. Now, Nova's 5-2. and two, And I really want to talk about some things. The things I want to talk about is what people perceive to be the problem. I don't understand what people look at if they're agreeing to bench. Y'all so greedy, man. Y'all know we got some talented players, but y'all don't know the aspect of the evolution of sports, period, or how you got to play sports. The team, when we lost to Purdue, first off, you got to look at just how good this team is and recognize it. They lost to two top ten teams. Purdue... Now we're talking top five. Purdue and UCLA. They, they, they ain't no joke. They've been winning all year. So to, to beat Nova, you have to be that elite. Just start looking at the good parts of it. You have to be that elite to beat Nova. You have to be a Final Four type team. And Purdue is the real deal, man. They got size and that. And another thing about the size, I will. Y'all are a little off but right. But not right in the aspect like that's the problem. Yeah, size does matter. You know, it could be a mismatch. It's always a mismatch. Ben Simmons been a 6'10 point guard. You know, IMG got a 7'5 guy. I mean, but they don't mean they're going to be the best team in the whole high school. But, I mean, you look at it, Jeremiah Robinson Earl was 6'9, 6'10. Armando Bacot was 6'9, 6'10. And them guys were more elite than this team they got now. I mean, them some all-star IMG teams uh, to look at. Now, let's just go on this, man. Villanova starting five. Remember, Moore started out hitting 18 a game. I mean, you got four guys in double figures. Over, not just double figures. We're talking about 14 and up, 12 and up. That's hard to get. Then you got two fifth-year seniors because of, you know, pandemic. Things are a little different. Well, let's just keep this on the real. Let's just keep this to a whole other aspect. You look at Justin Moore, the evolution of Justin Moore is going to happen. From his freshman season, he's been scoring double figures. So we knew this was going to be the type of year. He's scoring 15 a game now. Brandon Slater. I'm going to say Jay Wright. <laughs> That's the first thing. Because Colin Gillespie and Brandon Slater on the floor right now proves to you the evolution. Jermaine Samuels, he was a real explosive guy in high school. 
as good as he is, he isn't doing the explosive things he did in high school that you thought it was going to come through, you know, just dunking over everybody. He had an injury, but he's become a more complete player. Field goal percentage, three-pointer. Look at his year. Look at his shooting percentages. This man is having a, a very underrated year at 12 points a game. He's looking real good. He's going to be a, a, a more of a key than ever. He's gotten better every year. Jay Wright. Jay Wright will give you a sense of passing. He'll give you a sense of shooting that three ball and playing defense. And, you know, Samuels has the length and everything. He's here. He's here. Kyle Gillespie is just, Jesus, 26 points last game. But you look at him, it's like he owns the court. As far as the offensive game, he knows where to pass the ball. He's such a smart, he's probably, to me, one of the top three smart basketball players. And you can, you can arguably say he's the most smart because he just knows where to be. He knows where to pass it. He knows how to defend. He knows where you're going to have the ball. He knows where to t- – he's he just like other playbooks he can study. Like, okay, I know this is a certain type of defense. I know this is a certain type of offense. He knows how to play. He's tough as nails. But now the way he shoots, he can shoot from anywhere on the court. And I mean virtually anywhere. NBA range, beyond NBA range, drive on him, post you up. And I'm talking about he was doing that before, but now he can hit the shots, get it done. Colin Gillespie is what you call a complete basketball player. That's what it is. Now, if he was like 6'7", we were talking lottery pick. This is no question. But now, you know, you got a lot of good guards in, the, in, in college basketball. And so, you know, in the NBA, size matters. And what's going to make him be drafted, you know, as smart as he is and things he can do, his, his shot, he can shoot beyond three. He can do that. So you draft the guard in this era, they have to be able to shoot that three ball. Colin Gillespie can shoot that three ball. All right. Um, let's go to another thing that I have to say. Brandon Slater is another Jay Wright production. Look at the, Now, when he got in this league, I, I knew he was going to be a productive player. That's not it. It's how productive he is. Look how he's shooting from the floor every single game. Seven games we in now. He's shooting almost 60%, near 60%. He's shooting 50% or near 50% every game from the three. 50% or near 50% every game from three. Field goal percentage is near 60% or 60% on the year. And he's explosive. That's one thing I knew was going to come. Now, that's not Jay Wright the teacher. He's been explosive. He's been the guy that could dunk on you. That was eventually going to happen. And he can play that defense. He can run the floor. He's a lottery pick. They can say what they want to right now. But if you're looking on NBA scales, you're looking for a player you want at 6'7", they can do all that. What other player? I mean, what do you need? He gives you everything. He gives you every single thing. He gives you everything. He gives you everything you need. He gives you three-point shooting, inside, outside, mid-range. I mean, he's really a lottery pick. Man, we're going to see what comes because, you know, those guys are coming as freshmen and sophomores who are who have this talent. And people are thinking ahead. That's, 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 that's what most drafts are, thinking ahead. If he could do this now, ooh, wait till he get to this. But, but, but <laughs> the thing about Villanova players is when you get them, they can impact right away. Most of these guys, they get. Most of these guys, they get. Most of these guys, they get. Are all. 
ready. Like the Jeremiah Robinson, everybody minus 56. Come on, man. Things happen. You can't judge a great talent like Jeremiah Robinson, Earl, off a game where they got blew out by 73. The whole team was messed up. I mean, this man was probably trying to save the day. Who else was going to save him? So we got to come to a – now we come to the problem. They say it's the bench. Are you crazy? The, the starters ain't got there yet. Everybody doing their job because they're scoring. Because they're scoring. They're doing their job. No, they don't know where to pass the ball. Everybody just shooting. You know, the one thing you see is that these guys can do what they do. Like some, like one broadcaster said, they're all leaders in their own right. They are. These guys are just doing what they do best. But if you're not stopping nobody, then what? If you're not stopping anybody, then what? Size. Size? Okay. That's why I said okay. You have to give people their point. Okay, I see what you said. That could be an assault. But Villanova, the whole thing. Probably the most talented team ever. Daniel Oshefu, what other sides do they have on that team besides Oshefu? It's team defense that wins Nova games. Team defense. Team defense is not there. If you're not stopping anybody, perimeter defense, knowing where to pass the ball. Because sometimes an offense is a good defense. If you're scoring when you need to and not missing shots, and you, you could be shooting all those shots. You can look at the three-point shots. Look at the uh, field goal percentages. In, some, in those games, look at the shooting percentage of guys like Colin Gillespie. You look at some guys like Jermaine Samuels, the seniors. The way they shot, if they would have all shot at the same clip, at a, at a good clip, we're talking a different game. And it was a part, it was in the first half, Purdue and Nova, first Purdue was doing their thing, then Nova collapsed. Purdue was doing their thing, but Nova also did their thing. Nova also caught up with Purdue. How come they couldn't score what they needed to? They were scoring all game, right? How come they couldn't score what they needed to? But why should they have to outscore a team? They had 80 points. You mean to tell me they got to score 85 points? 81 points. Are you are you serious right now? That's not college. That's not. How you do it. But if you want to get go there, they miss some shots. Passing the ball, they're not the great passing team. Look at the assists. Nova's a good passing team. You got to know when to pass. You got to know how to team pass and get them the ball to shoot the ball. This is for the Nova. But main thing, also rebounds. Talk about size. They have a six-seven. 6'8. 267 guys in 6'8. What do you put in there? No matter what the, the size is, you got enough athletes to snatch. First, it was last year. Oh, they don't have the athletes. They don't have the athletes this year. Justin Moore's not an athlete to you. Why? Because he's not dunking on me. The man is smooth, can jump, can run. Slater gives you a whole other addition of an athlete. Okay, how about that? Him and, you got Slater and you got. Samuels, what's wrong? Are you are y'all blind? Are you blind? That's enough athleticism. What they need? Everybody to jump out the sky? That don't work for Kentucky. It don't work for Duke. You got enough people in the front court to get these rebounds. Eric Dixon is 6'8, 255. Do you mean to tell me that 744 guy who was wasn't even rated at the same clip in his recruiting class as Eric Dixon? Eric Dixon's basically a top 50 type prospect. Everybody from Duke, everybody was looking at Eric Dixon, the best player in Pennsylvania. A guy that can shoot from the three-point line like a, a sharpshooter. 
you have a sharpshooting. You mean to tell me at 255 he ain't banging? You have to get in there and play like a man. Play like a man. UCLA, they had UCLA. They had UCLA. They was winning that game. Anybody remember? Anybody remember? Raise your hands. You remember when Villanova was up? They could have won. That game didn't even have to go to overtime. You just got to know when to defend. You let Johnny Juzang and Jack Jacquez, you let them guys get you. You let Tiger Campbell hit a shot. Yo, you have to play defense. Defense, you can score all you want, and it looks like all oh, the starters. Are de- How are they doing their job when you're not playing team defense? How many, if they score over 80 points, let me know. If when they lost, it was 80 or more points, please let me know. Was there any time in the game where Villanova was leading in both games? All right, well, so you need to let me know something. As great as God Colin was, we needed more, we needed more Colin. We needed more Jermaine Sanders. The most consistent person on that whole team, even, even Eric Dixon, even Justin Moore at times. No doubt. No doubt. Justin Moore, you're looking at the, the, the percentages. Of it. No, it was times he should have been there to hit these shots. Free throw percentage. Free throws. Free. Th- Are you serious right now? Purdue, that was the problem. You didn't hit your free throws. That was the big problem you're talking about. Size. Size. This is, a, for one, this is a whole different era. Now, you're talking about the Patrick Ewing when a center had to be get, when you needed a seven-foot center. Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, Rick Smith, Stanley Roberts. I'm going down the line. Old Jim Polonese. Can, can we talk? Anybody hearing this that, that's from my time, let's talk about when you needed a real seven-foot, 6'11 center. When guys like Alonzo Mourning came at 6'10", that was a phenomenon to be able to dominate like he was at 6'10", especially when Shaq was in there. Let's talk real basketball. Real basketball. I hear people, I'm not going to call you dumb. I'm, a, I'm just going to say, because that's totally rude. I have to stop doing that. But when you come at me, I'm going to school you about basketball. Been watching this game for a long time. If you saw Villanova win two championships and you get your ass, this is my podcast, get your ass on there and you tell me that it's defense and size. No, if you tell me, sorry, not defense, because defense, I would have given you a high five. You tell me it's size, that's in the bench. You're going to put, okay, so you mean to tell me this, because I've been waiting to say this. Y'all ready for this? You mean to tell me. Everybody ready for Nova Nation? Listen, Nova Nation. You gonna tell me. You gonna tell me that while they're losing, you put in guys that ain't got the experience. Their bench has Trey Patterson, an unbelievable talent. You can put him in there, he's gonna he gonna do something, but what he's gonna do is mess, not win the game. Jordan Longino, put in Longino. Longino right now? Longino is he's, he's looking good, right? Yeah, he's looking good. He knows where to be. He can pass. You can see the shot. But we talking about winning the game, not just showing your talent off. They're going to they annihilate that bench unless the starters are ready first. You have to set the tone. Start. You might as well go ahead and put, if they're that good, if the bench would save the game, you mean to tell me Joe Longino, Trey Patterson, Chris Archie-Jackson or Caleb Daniels, you could just sit everybody down. Oh, okay, let's do this. Let's do the rotation thing. I guess you're not saying that. And then the Joku, 
put all those guys in. Let's okay. Who you want to put in? Who are you taking out to save the game? Gillespie, Captain Collin. Okay, you talking Justin Moore out and you putting Caleb Daniels? Let's do that. Let's do that. Or, or Chris Archdiacono. Is that winning? The, you mean to tell me they're winning the game over Justin Moore? If Justin can't do it, guess what? All hope. If they did this, if this bench did that last year to save the game, then there we go. Are you putting Trey Patterson over Jermaine Samuels? What are we doing? What are we talking about? Nana Njoku's going, who are you taking, where are you putting them at? Can you explain it? Now, let's talk about the deep bench part. No, you don't have a deep, you cry, all them guys are talented. That's a deep bench. Trey Patterson was a borderline five-star. They moved him down to 2021, 2020. My bad. And Trey Patterson is a 6'9 guy who can do it all. That don't mean he can win the game. It means you have a talented 6'9 guy. When the game is good and your and your starting lineup is doing what they're supposed to do to win the game, you can put him in there and he adds more pressure. That's what the bench does. Adds more pressure. Let's go to the NBA. Let's let's, let's go further. When you have a good bench and you're losing the game. You're not going to put your bench in there to win. You put your bench in there to emphasize the game, fool. Like, who are these people? You put your bench in there to emphasize the game, add more pressure. You don't put your bench in there to win the game. If your starter's not winning the game, you must be out your rabbit-ass mind to think. I'm just saying, where's the basketball intelligence? Only reason I'm coming hard like this because there's a couple of, couple, couple of people that was really coming hard preaching this. Spending their time on Twitter, typing all these words, hooked on phonics, works for you. You had all these words, but they mean absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. You can't, life is too short to type something for nothing. And I had to learn, like I had a lot of people like, well, dog, you, listen, man, listen, my guy, don't go to war with them. <laughs> don't tell them nothing, leader. Leader. Quit telling these people. I'm like, I got. I mean, what they need to know. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it no more. I used to go back and forth just to educate you. I'm gonna educate you one time. I'm gonna rock out. Cause if you don't know now, you won't know. What? What? Hell, Melvin, the Blue Notes. If you don't know me by now, you will never, never know it. That's it. That's it. Jesus Christ. But okay, let's go here now. It's it's gonna be some challenges. But right now, if you look at the schedule, all the way down the line. They really played their toughest games at the beginning. Think about it. You got Purdue. You got uh, um, the next one is Baylor. is going to be real tough. But Baylor don't have the experience. You know, after you lose Jared Butler and Davion Mitchell, that's you know, you got some other guy they lost. That's pretty much it. I mean, I, I was talking to one guy. He was like, um, well, you know, that's how you win the championship. I said, Gonzaga had size, and they lost. They had more size. Nobody was more talented than Drew Time. He's a five-star. Shut up. Shut up. No big man from Thamba. Thamba? So Thamba beat Time? The five-star? Thamba? Y'all been winning games all year. Y'all was undefeated. You mean to tell me this whole year y'all undefeated and it takes Baylor and their size, that size, that size? Y'all got all these shooters. Y'all, they was deep. Gonzaga was deep. No. It was shooting, defense, passing. 
That's what wins game. You get your size, that's the emphasis. That's it. It's not like that these years. These years, that's not how you win games. And then also athleticism. Gonzaga didn't have enough athleticism last year. Athleticism, now that, sometimes you could pinpoint some things. You don't have to have athleticism to win, but it helps. And if you look at it, Gonzaga never really had the athleticism. They got it this year. Well, we'll see what happens. Because Chet Holmgren's athletic. Stop talking bad about Gonzaga, man. Gonzaga has young bucks. It's a little bit unfair. Chet is going to be a star in the NBA. I feel like he is, man. Everybody, uh, Chet's not going to be a star. You ain't got no seven-foot guys doing what he do. You don't, man. He can, he can, he can dribble it like a point. And he, he's an elite defender. He's the best two-way guy in this draft. There's no doubt. He just need more size because he's going to get banged in the NBA. But he still can be successful. He can still be an all-star. But it will stop the elite level. Will stop him from being elite. I mean, that's the same thing about Bobo. Look what he's doing. But what stops him from being the dominant player, a dominant player, he won't be dominant. But he's going to be good, man. He can block your shot. He can bring it up. He can shoot the three. He can drive on you. He can do that. If you're smart, I ain't going to lie. If you're smart, you, you want to put him at power forward because you want him to be able to take people off the dribble and not let him focus on the, the, the center position, all right? Now, no Villanova Radio, if you don't mind, no Nation, I'm sorry, but I'm going to add some NBA uh, draft critique to, to this, so I am doing it, okay? All right, let's talk more about Nova. Now, the Big Five, they got uh, St. Joe. Now, I, I'm um, trying to be at the Temple game on the 29th of December. Oh, they play St. Joe's. Uh, St. Joe's is a team. I mean, Big Five is talented, but a lot of these guys ain't played together. It's a lot of transfers. You know, Lane's got a lot of transfers. McKee got some transfers. Penn just got back Jelani Williams. But they're talented. You saw it. It's just that Villanova, it's a little unfair to compare them to Nova because Nova's on a different level this year. They haven't even put in their bench yet, but they just have to get. Jay Wright is a, listen, why are people questioning a Hall of Fame coach that won you two titles? Telling them what he need to do. Oh, put your bench in. He's not going to do that. He never does that. Talk about he came out and said he, he said that when they were ready. He said that because those guys were actually ready. What game was that? What You got to give me that game. You got to give me the time frame. Because he knew guys were actually ready. He didn't put them in. You can't compare that to right now. It's, it's, it's retarded to compare them to that right now. These guys, listen, Justin Moore, as good as he is, is another level. So now Gillespie and Moore have to learn to play at Moore. Moore was not getting the ball like this. He is a go-to guy. Justin, Jermaine Sanders is not where he is right now. You got to get these balls, the guy, get these guys the ball where they're at, at, at this level of how good they are. Slater was not this good last year. He was not getting the ball like this. All right? Eric Dixon is in the lineup now. They have to get accustomed to where he wants the ball, how he wants it. Is he ready? Now, I'm going to tell y'all this. was going to be good, Nova fans. They're going to be this good. Just let them keep on playing and keep on playing and getting used to each other. This is a very good start vibe. I said Daniels was there because, as you see, the blue-white game, like, they had confidence in Daniels. I thought, hey, still believing in how Wright does it, just like when Javon Quinley came and I thought he was going to start. No, it was Colin Gillespie. Gillespie was ready. Slater was more ready than Daniels. And then you look at 6-7, boom. And I knew Slater was good. I just didn't think he was going to do it right now for Daniels because, you know, Daniels. Daniels is 
proven. He's been the guy they believe in. But now, you look at him. He's still doing his thing. He's still hitting 17-10 off the bench. He's that guy off the bench. But he's not even as good as he's going to be yet. He's getting used to his role. Just just wait till these five, these six guys get used to that's, that's the And then Chris Archidiacono is the seventh guy. But, hey, there's more. When Brian comes back, when Antoine comes back, hoo, 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 nobody's looking at this. Oh, my God, he didn't put the bench in. Oh, my God. No, the bench ain't even got their leader yet. You know, Daniels is the leader, but Antoine's the next dude. And then you got Chris. Chris, he's always ready. He's ready for whatever role he got to play. Whether he don't score or score, he knows what to do. He's a smart basketball player. But his shot. Tell you, that interview I had with Father Leader on this, Father Leader right here with Eric Dixon, he talked about people are sleeping on Chris Archdiakono, but he's going to show them. He has. He's played in the Olympics. That's a lot of good experience on this. That's another reason why they're deep. Trey Patterson, who hadn't even impacted on the floor yet, Chris Archdiakono, then you got Slater. That lets you know how much confidence he has in this bench. They're not there yet. Not yet. Just not yet. Because the starters haven't got completely good yet. It's good for them to play teams that don't match up to them, and, uh, but, but they're competitive. These guys are competitive. LaSalle's competitive. Penn's competitive. LaSalle ain't ready yet, but they got Ashley Howard. Boy, he got Josh Nickelberry. I swear, Ashley Howard's still a good recruiter. He brought Clifton Moore, Josh Nickelberry. He brought them guys in. Khalil Brantley. Did y'all see Khalil Brantley? Jesus Christ. Did you see Khalil Brantley? Khalil Brantley get down. He gets down. Now they play St. Joe. St. Joe got some people, man. You're going to see some play from St. Joe. Just wait. Calm down. Everybody hold it. St. Joe is not a slouch team. But Nova's just that good this year. Maybe if last year you could have told me St. Joe would have played Nova last year. They just weren't as experienced. Like, Justin Moore, you see he's a different monster this year. There's a possible upset in that game. But this one, I just don't see it. I had to see the upset happen because they're so experienced. And then you bring back Colin. See, y'all remember hearing when, he, when Jay Wright heard Colin Gillespie and Jermaine Samuels were coming back. He made the schedule tougher. He just knew it could be done. You know, what if he had to start uh, Khalib Daniels and Justin Moore? Who would be at the four position? You got Brandon Slater and Trey Patterson. There's no doubt that would be the starters. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. That's the starters. I mean, where else have you got experience going and talent? But now you got your team. Now you're like, oh, I could. He was salivating. Okay, it's time. I got the squad. I mean, because there's nobody. Look, 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 look at the teams. Like UCLA is deep, deep. UCLA is deep, and Nova almost got them. They were just, they just, they, hey, they just played better. You can't say they played great defense. Nova just ain't played good enough defense. You can't say UCLA played great defense, but Nova didn't play good enough defense. And it seemed like in the, in the overtime, they ran out of gas. But if they, they got to get that defense going. And games like this will help them get their grit. They'll help them get their grit. You know what I'm saying? It'll help Villanova get their grit. Boom. We, they, they come in there mad, angry. Okay. We just play Purdue. 
UCLA. Uh, take that. Uh, 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 uh. Y'all think y'all going to score? Uh, take that down. Get out of here with that. You know, like, like they just play some better teams. They are hungry. So, here we go. And now when they go into the Big East, Seton Hall. Look at the Paul looking good. UConn. My God. Xavier. My God, Big East. Somebody compared Big East to A-10. Now, if I offend anybody with this, this is just hyper, this is being me being sarcastic. Jump over a cliff and kill yourself for saying that. I don't mean to tell you to kill yourself for real, but that thought needs to kill itself. I had to say that because it's a sensitive world. Oh, he's trying to tell people to kill himself. Oh, my God, he's promoting suicide. No, dummies. This is a real sense of the world. You can't do the comedy ain't even like it used to be no more. Remember, like, you can say comedies and laugh at it. You can't say nothing about gays no more. Like, they, like everybody's open for comedy except for gay people. How did that happen? Everybody's open for comedy. You can talk about anybody, but say something about some gay people. Stop it. Stop it. That is the most disrespectful thing to human beings ever to say that gays are, ex- are exempt from comedy. Like, they're just bulletproof. Stop it. If you're a regular people like you gay people say you are, like gay say they are. If you're regular people, then you should be able to take some shit. Okay, how you doing, y'all? Follow the leader. Um, anything y'all want to be said, like um, like y'all want me to comment on the next follow the leader podcast, cause um, I got some going on. I'm thinking about doing it four times out the week. I'm back full fledged. Back attack. I might be, t- be talking some ego stuff soon, but it's doing over radio. What I wanted to say about the um. NBA, and today St. Joe's is going to be Villanova win. Um, Villanova football, let me get on it, okay? <laughs> let me get on it. Villanova's here, I told y'all. Villanova's here. But I say, I've been doing this for a minute, right? I've been giving y'all the scoops on recruits, and wow, where we at? The only guy I was, I was wrong about really was Daniel Smith. I didn't think he was going, I didn't think he was ready like that. I didn't, I mean, coming from Campbell, you know, I hadn't, really, I didn't, I saw the stats, I I heard about it, but I was like, oh, okay, who's next? I'm thinking Quadir was next, but this guy, and Quadir is a 6'7 target. Jesus Christ. Ooh, Ty Summers leaving next year. What does that tell y'all? Hmm. You still got Mitchell Bothwell, three-star, tight end. You still got Antonio Johnson, three-star. They're looking super talented next year. You still got Jaquan Allen. Watch out for him next year. You still got Jaron Hayek and Ray John Pringle coming next year. This is going to be a very talented team. They got way more talent coming in from recruiting classes. The defense and what they're doing now that I'm going to tell you all about is offensive line and defensive line. They're recruiting dogs. Because, you know, guys left. You know, I remember Gratton had to leave. I mean, these guys left, you know. Yeah, MJ, Apia, guys is about to rock out. So now we're needing some offensive linemen. I'm really, that's the only question I got for next year. Who's ready to step up on the offensive line? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by defensive line. Jake Green, guy like Aiden Howard. Hey, hey, hey. This, <laughs> this defensive line. TJ Presley is going to be something, you know, for now. Gary Zobel is still going to be here. Hey, slow down, people. Penny Packer has something coming. Old Adams be recruiting like a dog, don't he? He be out there just making diabolical decisions, don't he? <laughs> like... You see the guys he brings in? You see what Bolton and Pagan bring in? Gee, they trying to get Bolton to, 
he hand, he's a consideration for Delaware. Don't you touch my boy. But, you know, for the opportunity, go ahead, Bo. If you feel it, man, you still fam. Love you to death. But, man, please stay in Villanova, guy. Please stay here. Please. But if Bolton leaves, I think Pagan going to be the offensive coordinator. Here's what it is. Pagan is a bad boy. He's a bad man. The man came from tight ends, had them elite. Remember, they was deep. Then he came to wide receivers. Look at, he's just, he just, the magic wine. That's just what he is. He's that guy. Pagan, that guy. And congratulations to Mark Ferranti, Andy Talley. This has been a big year for Nova football, man. And Talley got, you know what I mean, inducted. Mark Ferranti got awarded. It's great. Forrest Ryan, of course. He's a monster. If you wouldn't pass him at the CAA monster, I ain't going to say defensive player of the year. At the CAA monster, the boogeyman. He come out, ah, everybody run on the offense. Ah! Forrest Rhino. <laughs> he is just something special. And Benford, if Ryan didn't win, it was going to be Benford. It was going to be Benford. Benford, and they came back from that injury like y'all must have forgot. I love this defense. I'm sorry. A linebacker is who I had the questions with, and I know more. Whew. Jesus Christ, man. Them guys running around like a bunch of... Mike Wayne, the guy from uh, Mass, UMass that came, he does his job. Amen Black does his job. You got Forrest Ryan. You got uh, Owen Thomas. I mean, Jesus Christ. Am I missing something, Townsville? Am I missing? Am I missing something? Like, Jesus Christ. And the guy, the unfortunate Elijah Solomon, he was going to be a dog. I was mad when that happened. I was, I ain't going to lie. I'm, let me tell y'all a secret. I was pissed when that happened with Solomon because I was really, really hyped about Solomon. So, and, and once again, I'm not going to talk about defensive backs. Know why? Because why? Because everybody know they good. That's what they do. It's DBU, baby. Villanova, you can say what you want. Ask me. DBU is Villanova. They got tons of talent every year on, on the DB. I mean, you got Prickett. You got Williams. You got Goodman. You got Benford. You got – it was so good, they was able to take an elite defensive back like Elijah Trent and put him at receiver. I'm tripping right now. I want to ask some questions on that one. He's a senior now. He was doing his thing. And he ain't even getting no touches at wide receiver. I'm, I don't want to start no controversy. Mark, my bad if I am. I'm just like, that man's talented in them. If you can, he's an athlete. How he recruited a receiver. He should have been an athlete. That man can play cornerback at an elite level. And he's a, he was a hell of a receiver out of high school. Hell of a receiver. With size. I mean, I feel like they should just let him come back. Medical, uh, they should have kicked him in the leg and hurt his leg and say, all right, sorry, sorry, Elijah. Well, we want you to come back next year, so we're going to have you take a, a medical red shirt. <laughs> that man's good. I love Elijah Trent. Shout out to Elijah Trent. That man's go hard. He's a, he's a bad boy. All right? Uh, but they play Holy Cross today, which is a big defense. And um, I say Justin, Justin Covington is the guy. There's no doubt. Justin Covington. And I always say that, right? Like I used to say, Changa season. Shout out to Changa. He going to the draft. Changa. My guy, man. I always believed in him, and look what he did. But Justin Covington, man, he. I just think scouts need to just, just, just stop sleeping so much. Get off your ass and, 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 and open your eyes. Take the super glue off your eyes. That man is an NFL running back, and he could possibly be a start running back. It's just looking at... People need to start looking at the FCS a little bit more closer. This guy is 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 a great running back. 
a force. And you're talking about defense, this and that. Villanova's offensive line is a bad boy. There's just a bad boys on their offensive line. Torres and Dumas and Apia. I mean, Jesus. Great line. You got Mazza there. I mean, listen, man. That's a good line. Pressure. Yo, you got some guys, man. Some dogs on there. So, to see the next level after the experience leave is going to be my thing. Who's ready? I don't know yet. I don't know. I, I, mean, I can tell you who's talented, but who's ready? Are they ready this year? They'll be ready at some time, but are they ready next year to, to be a dominant line, to be one of the best top five lines at least in CAA? Because Nova's going to need that. They're going to need top five line. They're going to they're need that. So are they ready? Are they ready? A lot of, I mean, just, you, you got to see. I'm really, that's my question. That's my only question went over next year. Which offensive linemen are ready? Eli Smith getting him to commit was super big. And I'm telling you, if, if any coaches, any coaches, Jacobs, Deshaun Jacobs, they're running back in 2022 or something big, man. There's I, I, a lot of guys that are interested in Nova on their recruiting field. They better go after Jacobs. That boy's a bad boy. He's a bad man. You already got Eli Smith, who's a super bad man. Get you another one. Um, This is going to be – I'm really interested. This is a good defense. Holy Cross has a good defense. Sacred Heart got beat. It was a team that um, Nova got some commits from. Okay. Got a commit from a couple of guys. Uh, one guy was uh, talking about coming to Nova. And they got a guy from there. So, Sacred Heart's a good team. But my whole thing is, uh, Nova's too good. I don't think their cornerbacks is enough for their receivers. Because Pringle and Hayek are unfair. Und- and you still got Dez, baby. Like, I'm sorry, Dez. I ain't said your name enough. Dez, 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 boy. That man's been working hard for the longest. That's three receivers that can eat you up. Stop thinking Dez won't eat you up, first off. Stop thinking he won't. Dez does it every time he's called on. You just don't think that because of the pressure Pringle and Hayek put on you. I mean, if you're a cornerback, you got to hold them to. And you've been seeing the game. Have you been watching? Have you done your homework? You are going to have a long day. Shoot, Penn State had a hard Penn State did their job. Penn State is Penn State. But, man, that's Pringle. People from look, Pringle was starting off killing, right? Even from last year on the short season, he'd been killing. But now, Hayek, all of a sudden, he's just, what the hell? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? Then Ty Summers comes back. That's the X Factor, baby. Big Ty, baby. Big Ty, prime time. Whenever you need some reliable hands, call on Ty, man. Look at that, he run. Whenever you need some reliable hands, call on Ty, be right there, baby. Tide is right there, so it's really hard. Then, then quiet is like it throws you off because it threw me off. I didn't think they was gonna do that. He's six seven, bro. He's six seven, bro. That's automatically gonna throw you like hold on, hold on. How many people on the field? How tall is that guy right? There? That's a tight end. Six seven. I'm a little like that's crazy, dog. That's crazy. And he's getting better and better and knowing off. I think next year. 
if they're, if they're confident, listen, that could be a, listen, I'm sorry. He could be the starter next year. Because only mark, marking them, only going to put them in if, they're, if they're, he's, he's accomplished enough to move into that point. So that has to have you excited to have a 6-7 weapon. And he's going to get better. So it's big. Um, it's going to be a, a big game. Do I think Villanova wins it all? Hell yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going for it. Like, is it 100%? No. I'm going to go with 90. I'm going to go 85%. I think they'll win it all. Because Villanova has a hell of a team on both sides of the ball. Um, the only thing you don't see is a, a, a dynamic return team. And that's never the, the – I mean, when Desmond Howard was the MVP of the Super Bowl with the Packers, I mean – that was a surprise. I mean, things happen, but you don't expect a special team. A team is not your extra niche. You don't have to have a kicker that leads the league or have to be top three in the league and, and, and kick your field goals. If your team, the only time that happened, Baltimore, Baltimore, and it was a 2000. Let me get that right. That's the best defense I ever saw. I think it's 2000. Check it. They went against the Giants. That team was unbelievable. Nobody can. I saw the Eagles with Reggie White and Clyde Simmons and Mike Golick and and, and, and and Jerome Brown and Ben Smith and Eric Allen and Wes Hopkins and Andre Waters and William Thomas and Seth Joyner and Byron Evans. I saw it. But no one and everybody talking about with the Chicago Bears and the, the the purple people eaters, whatever they had the, the steel curtain. That team and they never took their team. With no offense, Trent Dilfer was the quarterback, playing like a backup. Now, he played like a third stringer. I'm sorry. His numbers, his impact was third string type of ability. They had Jamal Lewis. He had run running back. Receivers, the offense was, listen, look at the games. Look at the scores. Go back to 2000 when Baltimore won and Baltimore Ravens. The best defense I ever saw. The kicker was the best offensive option. Let's get it popping. All right? And so it's going to be a big game. Um, Before I roll, before I go out of here, I'm going to talk NBA draft. Um, I talk with my guy. I'm not going to say his name. He's the son of an NBA player right now. One of the best young players in the league who eventually will prove everyone wrong, who was stupid enough to draft him where they drafted him. Jaden Hardy is the number one prospect in the draft. You say, wow, hold on, it's Paola Branchero. Did you see what happened when they played Gonzaga? The shit on Groom. Did you see? I saw all that. I saw when Chet played these teams. I saw Paolo, but they're in college. Jaden's in the NBA G League. All these guys are NBA prepped already, have already played in the league, came back down. It's the best... Just like NBA is the, a bunch of all-star college players. So is the NBA G League. What makes you think that a college team is going to be the NBA G League team? Give me that. Give me that. Give me, give me somewhere in the hell where that makes sense. They're giving people contra- million-dollar contracts to come to the G League from college and high school, but somehow you think. Ah, oh, I don't know. I'm just, my head's hurting. My head's hurting. All my followers, follow, all my leaders, my head's hurting. There's some things out here that makes my head hurt, man. 
makes my head just pound. Boom, 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 boom. Jaden Hardy is scoring 17 a game. When he was in high school, it was better, right? It's the reason why it's a little lower. Jalen Green, it's 30 points a game. It's the reason why I got lower in the G League. Yeah, right. Isaiah Tide dunking on, ah, dunking on people. The reason why I got lower. Michael Foster, oh, my God, his numbers is crazy. Look at him now. It's the reason why people are like 17-year-old Scoot Henderson. It's the man. Because at 17, he playing with grown men. The biggest phenomenon since Scoot Henderson was Luka Doncic. The man is 17, my man. 17. Scoot. Salute to Scoot. His family, whoever trained him, his mom, his brothers. You got a phenomenon. How did you do that? That was God, too. Like, 17 doing that. But anyway, let's go back. You know, I'm excited about this draft at the top because some guy, Jaden Hardy, is, he's just good. I told people Jalen Green was over Kate Cunningham. Y'all didn't believe me? Oh, my God. Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. <sighs> you know, I want y'all to go on Netflix and look up Chris Tucker's stand-up, right? All my leaders... On this podcast, go to go to Jake, go to Chris Tucker stand up when he was like talking about Michael Jackson and when he was trying to sing something that uh, uh, Michael Jackson was sing Chris Tucker and, and Michael Jackson was like, no, Chris, no, Chris, Chris, no, Chris, no, Chris, no, Chris. That's what I said about Jalen Green and Kay Cunningham. No, Chris, no. No, there's no way Jalen Green. Go look at that. Y'all gonna crack up. I promise. If y'all need to laugh, it's pandemic time. Go look at some comedy, baby. Chris Tucker stand up on Netflix. Oh, Chris. How you gonna say Chet Holmgren? They didn't, they didn't, they, I'm sorry. I know they didn't take it, but this is the this is the consequence you get. Because Jaden Hardy could have easily not been good where he's at. Jaden Hardy, I know he has a bad shooting percentages, but the man is still scoring from NBA range. He's still scoring on these NBA people. Of course you can have bad percentages against guys that play in the NBA. He's playing in it. But look at his percentages in high school. What do you think he would have did in college? Oh, you think he would have had that in college? LaMelo Ball had bad shoot percentages over there when he was over at the NBL. But it taught him to be a better NBA player. How about that? Because he playing against guys that have been in the NBA. Guys in the pro league. You, ah. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying. People's logic is crazy. I respect every analyst. I'm not calling out or saying nothing about nobody. I'm just saying the facts of the subject at hand. The man's in the NBA. He's in the pros now. Like, you can't even come. It's really unfair to compare. Then all of a sudden, you're going to put two college players over an NBA playing player? Yes, this is the semi-pro NBA G League. This is the minor leagues of the NBA. This is the pros. This, this is the this is the pros. The hell they talking about, man? I don't get it. No, Chris. No, Chris. Unbelievable. All right, so Chet, my second guy is going to be Payolo because Payolo is putting. You ain't gonna say Michael Foster right now. Michael Foster ain't put enough work in like Jaden has done. Cause Jaden came as the number one ticket. He came as the ticket ticket. Out of all everybody at school, Michael Foster, Jaden Hardy was the big ticket. 
like Jalen Green with the big ticket, and he's operating. So if you want to ask, how come you you might as well put Michael Foster? Michael Foster has not done what Jaden has done. He's not impacted enough. You notice I ain't put Isaiah tired because he was playing. No, he hasn't impacted enough to go over. But you will see my highlevelsports.com is my high level minus sign sports.com is my page. I am the publisher. And you will see me put my top 10 NBA draft prospects in. You will see where I have people. I might go to 20 because of the NBA G League thing. I'm thinking about it. We're going to see what pops off, all right? Now, I got a list coming, man. Just know that. But Payolo is the guy. He's definitely going to be a good NBA player. He, he's, he's so evolved. Chet Holmgren was evolved. But number three is not Chet. Number three, my friends, is Jabari Smith Jr. Do you see what he's doing at 6'11"? Okay? Chet is seven feet. Jabari is 6'11". That's the first thing. So don't talk about size and what he can do. Jabari doing all that stuff they talked about with Chet. The only thing is that Chet is the best two-way player in the, in the whole draft. He's number four to me. Number five is Salem Duran. You know why? Because he's a man amongst boys. That man's probably one of the best post players we've seen in a long time. Post. I'm talking about dominant post. Once he's in the post, oh, my God. It's nothing. There's literally nothing you can do. Literally. I know he's scoring like 11 and, you know, he's double-double. He's blocking shots. That's why he's not over Chet. Chet is definitely better than Jalen Durham. Yes, sir. At times I was like, Jalen over... No, now? Now? It's Chet over Jalen, baby. All day. That's my top five. Jaden Hardy, number one. NBA Draft 2022 prospect, Jaden Hardy. Number two, Paolo Banchero from Duke. Jaden Hardy, NBA G League, Ignite. Paolo Banchero, Duke, number two. Number three is Jabari Smith Jr., Auburn. Number four, Chet Holmgren, Gonzaga. Number five, it is Jalen Duran. If you say, what about Jaden Ivey? I, I respect opinions, but that's where I'm at. I don't think, no, no, no. Jalen is so dominant. I mean, Memphis ain't even got to where they want to get yet. A lot of teams haven't. I mean, it's a lot of different teams. Memphis, you know, because they, they, they had some, dude, they had some upsets, man. Iona. Shout out to Rick Bettino. He's a better coach than John Calipari. Calipari is still a Hall of Famer, but um, not a better coach than Rick Bettino. Sorry. Kentucky, Calipari is not the greatest coach that Kentucky's ever had. It's Rick Bettino. Okay. I might got to go. I'm, I'm sorry. Adolph, they're going to kill me on that. Adolph, I'm sorry. Adolph is the greatest. But if you judge between Bettino and um, Calipari, you have to go with Patino, my man. He's went different places. Louisville, right? But when you went to Iona and beat a, a, the D1, that already don't. But bing! He beat a D1, day. Bing! Like, whoa. All the controversy he went through, he still is that winning guy. So, that's it. So, I'm about to be out, y'all. I'm glad to see y'all back. I love y'all. Your family stay safe out there in this pandemic. We still got fighting to do, but we, you know, we was made by God, so we was built for it. Dig me? Love y'all. Bless your kids. Uh, love you, mama. Love you, pop. Your son going hard, and I ain't done. Follow leader. I'm out of here. Follow me on um, Twitter, on Instagram. Please go check out. Follow, follow High Level Sports. At HL Sports. 
is the Twitter page. Uh, I have High Level Sports is on Instagram. Look it up. I um, I'm out here, man. Follow Lee.